Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello folks, Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Maze and Brew in the Michigan Football Press Box. Michigan football's spring game wrapped up a short time ago and there were some good things to take away from it, some bad things and uh, just some things that don't mean a whole lot of nothing. And I would say overall that's what this day represents, uh, something to you know not overreact about for better or for worse uh, and that's partially by design when it comes to anything schematically the last thing Michigan wants to do on a day like today is tip their hand especially with new offensive coordinators in the fold and offensive coordinator co-offensive coordinator Sharon Moore and quarterbacks coach co-offensive coordinator Matt Weiss to maybe there's some new wrinkles as far as the passing game in particular uh, they have as many weapons at wideout as there have been during the Jim Harbaugh era and then on the other side of the football Jesse Minter he's Michigan's new defensive coordinator along with Steve Klinkscale uh, Michigan's defensive backs coach and Klinkscale has been elevated to co-defensive coordinator so between those men on offense and defense, uh, there's definitely going to be some new things thrown in, but we didn't see that today. They kept it basic, and uh, no surprise, because Ohio State was probably watching as Michigan was broadcast live on Big Ten Network. But today, Cade McNamara, he didn't play a whole lot. Uh, he was part of four drives, and Cade didn't do a whole lot went three of seven for 16 yards and 
sure Katie missed on a deep ball and he missed on a couple other throws. Then obviously his three completions were check downs in nature because the three completions added up to a merely a mere 16 yards. But you know McNamara, he has plenty of film out there, and a lights out type of day from him wasn't really necessary to figure out the type of player he is and what he brings to a program for better and worse. So. Uh, definitely not, not an issue there. Um, nothing really to talk about there. Now, J.J. McCarthy, the player who's expected to push McNamara the most for the starting job or just push him in general, McCarthy did not suit up today, or did not play today, and he still has arm soreness that's been lingering. He hasn't been throwing in practice. He's expected to be healthy by July, but still, as far as it goes today, McCarthy did not partake in the spring game. He was still here rooting his teammates on. But what did that do? What that did is set up for redshirt freshman walk-on Davis Warren, who was on the scout team last year and earned a couple scout team Player of the Week honors. It uh, gave Warren a lot more run today than he probably would have otherwise. And Warren did some nice things. He definitely had a few pretty good deep balls. And on some of the short to intermediate throws, he he threw it quickly and with authority and uh, definitely seemed to have a good grasp of the offense and what's asked and how to line his players up, had a good grasp of when to call for a motion with his foot and things like that. And... It was a A-plus day as far as I'm concerned from Davis Warren, somebody who you know a lot of people didn't know heading into today, who's this Davis Warren guy, and he definitely made some fans happy. He was 12 of 23 for 175 yards, and good job, Davis Warren. And after the game, Blake Corum, Michigan's running back, said that Warren, what he did – during the spring game, it's not a surprise. And ever since he set foot on campus and has been practicing with the team, he's been slinging it. That's what Coram said. And he was definitely slinging it today. So Warren might not ever see the field in a real game, one that counts for Michigan. But this one counted as far as in the perception of Michigan's fan base and just an overall life experience for Warren somebody who would you know he'd love to play more and he's going to continue to grind to do so but can't discount the effort or the performance that Warren had today albeit against you know some third string guys at times but Alan Bowman he also played more today because McCarthy was not able to go and Bowman he started off a little sluggish uh was inaccurate early, was settling for some checkdowns, but then he did connect on some deep balls, a really pretty 35-yard touchdown pass to Darius Clemens, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Bowman ended up going 9 of 19 for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Warren, uh, Bowman rather, Bowman, he was a Texas Tech transfer, and he threw for over 5,000 yards at Texas Tech, so he's somebody on the roster who has experience, but uh, there, there's nothing to indicate that he is beating out Davis Warren right now. 
from my standpoint, just viewing these two guys today, if I didn't know their names or what they've done in the past, I would say, hey, you know, this Warren's got a little something to him. And so we'll see. And this is gearing up, of course, more than likely to just say who's going to be Michigan's third-string quarterback, right? But it's all part of the valuation. It's all part of the fun to even guess who's going to be third in the pecking order at quarterback slinging those footballs around. So uh, that's my quarterback evaluation for today. Another thing that stood out was the amount of speed Michigan has and is going to have on uh, offense. And whether it's quarterbacks, whether it's – well, J.J. McCarthy is very fast. (laughs) And so is Alex Orgy. Orgy went – one of seven today throwing the football, but he has huge casts, and this guy can really run in its own right. He had a big run today. But then running back, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, Tavier Dunlap, all very fast guys, but then receiver. This is as deep at receiver as it's been during Jim Harbaugh's tenure at the University of Michigan. I was quite impressed with some of the speed today, especially from a six foot three guy like Darius Clemens, who, man, this guy can really fly, can really fly. And he was targeted a ton today. And some of these balls to him were underthrown. A lot of them were thrown to him by Alan Bowman, actually. But Clemens, three catches, 52 yards, one touchdown, like I said earlier, 35 yard long touchdown. But uh, his speed definitely stood out today, and that's something to keep an eye on. As early as this year, Clemens may get some serious run, folks. So remember that name, and I know a lot of our listeners already do, in fact, know that name. But he could really and genuinely make an impression sooner rather than later. And then there's other speedsters today as – I alluded to, this is as deep as it's been in quite some time. Cornelius Johnson, he's been a, now he's a veteran for Michigan. That's how quick people become veterans uh, in college. He was quick. Then there's A.J. Henning, who recently said that he aims to be like Debo Samuel, the San Francisco 49ers All-Pro receiver who also takes carries out of the backfield and does jet sweeps and end arounds. Henning today, five catches, 32 yards. But Henning, he's electric at times, and this could really be a year in which he really steps his game up. Uh, Amarion Walker, he had a long catch today, one one catch on the day, a 39-yard one, and that was thrown to him by Davis Warren. Very good throw. Uh, and then Donovan Edwards, he had a Michigan record for receptions by a running back. Uh, as a true freshman last year against Maryland. And that trend's going to continue this year, and it was conti- it continued in the spring game. Edwards had a 39-yard p- catch that was thrown to him by who other than Davis Warren. So uh, I just named about a half dozen people that really stood out today in terms of their speed. And there's more to add to this who didn't play today or didn't do a whole lot, such as, Roman Wilson, who just had one reception. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say overall, folks, 
Watch out for Michigan's offense in the passing game. Obviously, at one point last year, our, it was on, only the service academies were running the ball more than Michigan, which was you know Army, Navy, Air Force, and then behind them was Michigan as far as their uh, run-to-pass ratio. I think things are going to become a little more evenly distributed in that regard this year. I'm not saying necessarily 50-50 pass run, but uh, I could see it trending more towards you know, 54-56% pass to run ratio, a, 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 an uptick of some sorts in the passing game. Uh, moving on, some other takeaways today. Something I was really happy about was the battle in the trenches, and they were indeed battling, and that was really great to see. Some spring games kind of feel, have that vibe more like a NFL Pro Bowl, and anybody who's ever watched the NFL Pro Bowl in recent history knows that there's gaping holes for running backs, and you know the offensive line and defensive line aren't really engaging all that much, and it's not that physical. I would say the battle between the fronts of the line and D-line today were definitely fighting, and the running yards were hard to come by, and the Michigan pass rush was getting after the quarterback as well. So I think it was a legitimate scrimmage overall, and they were, there were players trying. Now the final score ended up being 20-12, to 12, and there were certainly some lulls in the game where not a lot was going on in terms of scoring or you know explosive plays so to speak but just as far as the effort in the trenches what certainly matters especially once live action real games when the games start counting uh, that was good to see saw Chris Jenkins get a sack defensive lineman Chris Jenkins uh, defensive lineman TJ Guy he had six tackles had along the offensive line our first glimpse of Olu Oluwatimi, a Virginia transfer, and he's been impressing Michigan teammates early on. So I thought the effort today in the trenches was solid, and it's clear that the units are going at this, at it like this, consistently in practice, and uh, hopefully that continues because that's what happened last year, and that's also why Michigan had one of the better offensive lines in all of college football. Of course, they ran to a bit of a buzzsaw against Georgia, but they threw Ohio State around. Hassan Haskins had five touchdowns that game, so there's something to be said about that in a major way as well. But the offensive line obviously going to look a little bit different this year. You have Andrew Vistardis. He's gone. Uh, others gone. So that is going to be a big change. But guys like Olu and Ryan Hayes, who spoke to the media today, they realize that they're going to be the ones who indeed have to step up. And uh, hopefully for Michigan's sake, they do, uh, because it all starts with what happens in the trenches. Another thing that I did like to see today was Mike Sainer still. Mike Sainer still, of course, had some really memorable plays as a receiver last year, whether it was a long ball uh, against Ohio State, he caught that set up a very crucial touchdown in the second quarter. Uh, a really great one-handed catch against Wisconsin. There are definitely plays throughout the year in which Sanders still made that really stood out. Another one would be a 
a thunderous block in the Big Ten Championship game on the sideline with actually J.J. McCarthy chipping in on the block too, uh, way down the field on a Blake Corum touchdown run. Point being, Sainer still, he is a physical player, a savvy player, and a player in which is going to play both ways and potentially special teams as well in 2022. Sainer still has been playing a lot of nickel cornerback now. Jim Harbaugh called Sainer still up a couple months ago and said would he be willing to play at nickel. And Harbaugh said, <coughs> excuse me, and Sainer still said rather that he would be happy to. And it has been a smooth transition. And Cade McNamara actually, the first interception he had this spring was against Sainer still. Sainer still has been real phys- physical at nickel, and actually on a deep ball today, Sanders still had a very nice breakup. He displayed really, really good catch-up speed, and I think Sanders still is one of those guys, and especially what I was talking about earlier, Michigan's just so deep at receiver now with the young guys like Clemens and others who Jim Harbaugh said the uh, freshman Receivers are an absolute freak show, and he meant that in the most positive ways. Just physical specimens, big, tall, strong, fast. Uh, and then Ronnie Bell, veteran Ronnie Bell, he'll be back after suffering a season-ending ACL injury last year. So Sanders still, still can have a role on offense, don't get me wrong, but Harbaugh's just trying to find a, use Sanders still creatively. And actually, I think Sanders still could be a absolute natural fit at nickel in terms of his still get physicality and uh, mental football IQ to where not only could Sanders still play on defense, there's a potential in which he could play a whole heck of a lot. So that was interesting to see. Mike Sanders still, who is now number zero on Michigan's defense. But all in all, folks, today represented the start of spring Although it was cold here, there's certain things that kind of signal the start of spring, and I think you, most of you will agree with me here. The Masters, right? The Masters, uh, the big golf tournament, that represents the beginning of spring. The beginning of the baseball season represents the beginning of spring. Spring doesn't always mean the first day is going to be warm. It just means better days are ahead and are right around the corner. So it was good to see Michigan fans come in today, got to see some free football, Got to park at Michigan Stadium for free, which you know never happens. And got to evaluate what the team might be next year. And this is one of just 15 scheduled practices this year. So it's still a practice. It was still a scrimmage. You had Jim Harbaugh, who was kind of refereeing today. There were actual referees, but Jim Harbaugh was right behind him. He's very hands-on. He would point out penalties as well and things the linemen or, uh, on offense or defense were doing that was, were, was egregious, and uh, whether it was holding or otherwise. And uh, So that was interesting to see, but there's not a lot to read into it in general especially when it comes to the quarterback play, as I mentioned, especially with Cade McNamara's 3 of 7 for 16 yards. McNamara spoke to the media after, and obviously he wasn't bothered by it. And he did joke, though, that, you know, is he going to get a hot dog or steak because of his performance? And McNamara, because McCarthy was out, he played on the Mays team and the Blue team. But Cade said 
he promised him that he was if he got two touchdowns that he would have the stake. But since he didn't even engineer a scoring drive, he was not going to get that stake. And uh, obviously a joke and one which the media laughed at. But everybody was in good spirits today. Fans, media, players, coaches. It was good to be back in a building they haven't been in since they beat Ohio State 42-27. to It's been 93 days since Michigan played in the Orange Bowl and lost to Georgia. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while since we saw some football, and unfortunately it's going to be a while until we see football again. So this is like an appetizer, and then you got to wait a real long time on your entree. But it was all fun nonetheless, and to anybody listening, drop your comments of what you thought of the game, uh, what player you thought stood out, has potential, or you thought had something to work on fundamentally that you think they need to correct a bit. So I'd love to hear all those comments from you and just – Always be sure to follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. Follow us on Twitter at Mason Brew. Leave us reviews. Five star, of course. And you can find us on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever you like listening to your podcast. So this is Trevor Woods signing off from Michigan Stadium. And thank you so much for being a part of my day. Take care.